So, Ed, um, yeah, what did you find out yesterday? Not, not found out. We already knew this, but like, we were talking <laughs> about it, and then we were like, oh, that's actually a problem. Oh, yeah, it's it's actually a problem. So what we were talking about is um, most of the vehicles that are being imported are XJAP cars um, for obvious reasons. And it's interesting to note that, like, I know a lot of people know this, but probably a lot of people have actually thought about it that um, because of the radio frequency range that XJAP car radios can uh, can grab onto, they it automatically means that there are specific radio channels in Zim that are for motorists more popular than others simply because they are the only ones that are available to listen to in XJAP cars. Mm. So, what was the frequencies? What because I I, I know uh, at this morning was saying you were saying your car goes up to what. 85 no 89 so, yeah to 89 so so in actual fact in japan um the frequency ranges they use for their radios is from uh 70 to 90 so 70 to 90 megahertz um so i guess that's why my car was tapping out at 89.9 and then it goes back to 70 um, oh, okay yeah but, so so it's so what, what what's oh, the what's the reason as to why they kept their frequencies? Because you you explained it to me yesterday, but I was half listening. <laughs> <laughs> as always. Yeah. So what actually happens with these frequencies is each region has its own um set of frequencies that it uses. So um in Zim we hover around the eighty to a hundred and I think 110 megahertz range, somewhere around that range. So that's that's what we use in Zim. And as we already said in Japan, it's 70 to 90. So each region will have its own allocated frequency range. Um, well, I guess to, I'm not sure of the exact reason, but it should be to make sure that there is no interference if the frequencies overlap a certain boundary. Yeah, okay. So that then is a big problem for us because we've got radio frequencies that go above like like the 90s up until I think one 108. There might be a 120. I'm not sure because I, I remember one of my favorite things to do when I was younger is every time there was a new car is to set <laughs> the radio stations. And they go, set the radio stations. <laughs> 86 uh, 99.3, 108.6, and 120.2, I think. I, I know mm. number. I know Power FM is number three, 99.3. If it's still called Power yes. FM, I, I, I see being an extra because the only channel <laughs> I get is Star FM, which is 90 what? Uh, Star FM is 89.7. Yeah, that's the only channel I remember setting. So I, I, now I don't even know. Like now with the, with an FM modulator, I just bypass all of that nonsense and listen to what I want to listen to. <laughs> so it's it, it, it a fact. So the problem is that how how do you how bad do you think it's affecting other radio stations? Like <laughs> because there's there are a good number of X type cars. Like that's an understatement. Because like I was reading this report, I think I, I mentioned it before we started that uh it's by IP Newsnet Inter Press Service. It was something from yeah. 2011 complaining about second hand cars, uh that they were going to be banned, uh import of second hand cars to be banned in 2011, and then it happened in, in well, it happened in a measure in 20, 
2021 or 2020. So they were estimating that about 400 of these cars come in a day. So 400 a day is a mm. lot. And I'm guessing as the, years have, gone on, as the years have gone on, it's probably gotten a lot, a lot more than that. Um, so for Zim's at the radio station, so do you have the frequencies for, for the other radio stations that are above the 80, mm. the, the 90, let's say conservatively 96? Well, most of them are actually above that yeah. list, eh? Um, I think we only have two, let me just open up the list, but I think we only have two channels that, um, that are within that seven, that are below 90 essentially. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> it's just so crazy that, uh, that most of the cars that are being imported, um, it's something that is not looked at. So, your your power FM is not there, your ZFM is not there, your SFM is not there, your I think Radio Zimbabwe is another one that's also not on that list. Um and a lot of other stations that are in other towns are mm-hmm. also not within that range because most of our range is in is in the nineties and hundreds, which is not supported by X So all those stations are suffering, especially if they have like those drive time shows where, you know, you're trying to capture the commuting um, public as they are going to work in the morning or in the evening when they're going back home. Um, you have a significantly uh, lower audience if you're going to be having such a show on stations that are above the 90 megahertz frequency range which is most of the stations. And yeah, it looks like it's going to benefit a lot more for advertisers to go on like Star FM or the other station. I don't know which the, what the other station is, but I have a feeling there are two that are in the 80s range. <laughs> but yeah, going there is going to be more value for your money than any other station if you're going to be trying to advertise in the drive time section of the radio. Yeah, true. But I'm just I'm remembering my own youth and listening to uh, you know former radio three DJ Peter Jones in the morning. I think the favorite song he used to play there was Sandstorm. You know, going to school. I'm just trying to imagine kids who'd obviously they'll never get to experience that because he's no longer on Radio Three and Radio Three is now Power FM. But I'm like. <laughs> You you grow up with the, with the selection of two because the, the car that you got was an XJAP car. And like you're saying from the business angle, if you're going to advertise, you're not going to advertise the rest. I mean, a lot of people do have homestead, homestead radios and radios on their phones and stuff like that. But with mm. the amount of second-hand cars now, it's obviously going to be a no-brainer to go for the, for the Star FMs. So how did, like, I know it's a question that we can't answer, but how disproportionately do you think the audiences are now? Because we can estimate that at rural areas, you know, in rural areas, in, um, in places where radio is so popular and a popular method of entertainment, it hasn't changed yeah. much. But like in more in, in peri-urban and urban areas where, you know, um, you're going to see the X-Jap here and there, be it in Shika Shika, be it a private vehicle and whatever. How do you think the audience is switched? Because the more familiar we are with something, the more likely you're going to go back to it. Uh, and I don't think there are any like uh, workarounds. Because I remember yesterday we were saying that uh, you could somehow plug in your phone on the radio with the aux cable, tuned to the station you want, into an FM modulator, and then playing it through the FM modulator. But that that sounds like <laughs> trying to listen to a radio station with extra steps. 
Exactly. <laughs> it is. So I think in a lot of cases, a lot of people are just going to resort to just listening to what's the, you know, uh, not really go into this whole process of, Hey, I'm going to plug in a modulator and then look for an aux cable so that I then use my phone as the radio for the radio, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that, that again, it, it, it's just a, such a cumbersome step that it's going to force a lot of people to just stick with what's there. Um, but uh, I think when it then translates to uh, people that are in the household who actually have proper stereos, they can still access all of those frequencies. So they still ha- can enjoy the radio station that they prefer. So it's only going to be a big hit if most of the people that listen to radio are people that are listening to radio whilst they're in their cars. Those that are, you know, listening it via their phones or their stereos or, or anything of that sort, it's not really going to affect them that much. Um, mm. So, so yeah, there, there is, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is a significant, um, as you said, disproportionate, uh, the distribution of listeners across these stations it's somewhat skewed to the ones that are, because this is a platform that's also there for people to tune into radio. As much as you may have a radio in your home, as much as you may have, have a radio on your phone, um, the vehicle's stereo is another place where you can listen to radio. So that's an actual audience that is restricted from listening to all these other stations that are available because their stereo is not tuned for this region. And so only a few, I would actually, I'd actually hesitate and say a few lucky stations get to enjoy that audience exclusively. So there, there might be a bit of a, you know, a forced market there where they just have access to an audience that they otherwise may not have had if everything was, you know, fair to every, every radio station. Yeah. And it's, it's weird, like the whole loyalty thing. Um, because like I said before, I grew up listening to Radio 3 and Peter Jones. So I have had this kind of loyalty to Radio 3 before I think it became Power FM. So for those kids yep. growing up now who, for example, they listen to the radio on their commute, that's going to be a big part of their lives. And they're probably going to identify more if radio is still a thing by the time they're adults. Uh, or if they haven't already bought an FM modulator, that they would like align more with the, with the, <laughs> with the stations that are below, with the, within the, the XJAP um, radio frequency, which is kind of kind of unfair. But then again, it's it's also worth mentioning that other radio stations are still going, so they still have you know decent listenership. They still have you know the business is still viable, uh, quote unquote. I'm not quite sure on that point, but if they're still going, it means you know. At the very least, it's working. And we're seeing like, you know, more radio stations uh, or radio programming coming on social media, uh, like Heart and Soul. Mm. And uh, I know in, in America and other stuff, there's, they have Sirius, Sirius, Sirius XFM, where a number of people do radio style programming over the internet. So that's nothing new. Uh, I've never really dipped my toe into that in the Zimbabwean sense, but I'm pretty sure there, there are a bunch of stations that do that already. If like people aren't already starting podcasts and stuff. Oh, yeah. And there's also Radio Garden, which pretty much allows you to listen to almost any radio station on planet Earth. 
including the ones that we have in Zip. So it's it's one of those where you might actually get access to those, you know. Yeah, but that's, be, that's being, the meat. all the way we, all the things we're talking about speak to people who can actually, you know, who actually want to spend the money on data for a radio station. Some people on don't, data, yeah. yeah, some people don't really care for it that much that they'll spend that kind of money. And that even, kind of money. even the workaround we're talking about, yeah, the FM frequency expander thing. To be honest, mm. I've never seen one. <laughs> That's the strange thing. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've seen more FM modulators in my life than I care to admit, but I've never seen one of those FM frequency expanders. And that's the thing. Even when I was just trying to trying to understand what happens with this whole frequency range being limited to certain regions, mm. I bumped into them and I was like, oh, so something like this actually exists. I I did not even know of its existence. So it's one of those things, just like, you know, Star 405 hash. It's one of those things that most of you <laughs> might not Slick. even think they Slick. exist, but <laughs> they do. <laughs> And if you're curious what it does, it just allows you to, you know, buy your airtime, net one, telesol, or econet airtime, buy your Zesa, or even buy your tel one data uh, using that uh, short code, star 405 hash. So, yeah, something else that um, you might have not known about that you might know about now. I'm wiping away a tear. I'm so proud. That was the best. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know? Yeah, man. I'm getting good at this. Getting excellent at this. Good is an understatement, to be honest. Yeah, well, I had to compensate for not for not remembering in the last podcast we did. So mm. yeah. Let's just, just so <laughs> just so everyone else doesn't forget, it's star four zero five hash. And also so we don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah. There is a bit of an element of that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not like you know the threat of job is just yeah in the sense that there there are people who would be angry and we I won't mention any names but I I see two in my head they know who they are <laughs> we know who they are mm. we won't say any names just yet but just know they are missing from this podcast <laughs> yeah so um the frequency expander because we're, we're checking prices before we came on and it's like ten bucks in in the US to get a frequency expander. Um, and they do this for obviously what what we call ex-Japs, they call JDM, uh, Japanese domestic market cars, USDM, United States domestic market. So those are the terms they use that side. Um, I think Japan they use JDM as well. Um, but it seems like there was there's so many JDM imports that they were like, yeah, we need frequency expanders for radio stations. So they just made them. So they're ten bucks. Uh, even New Zealand as well, and Australia, which are closer. Um, also, also suffer from the same problem because their proximity is even worse because the Japanese market, I, I mean, you would not go anywhere in Australia. Not that I've been to Australia, but I've seen enough on YouTube to understand that they do love their JDM cars. Um, so it's, it's rare not to yep. see JDM cars. And I'm, I'm sure now they build them specifically for separate markets. But if it's secondhand cars, like the rare ones, like Skyline R34, you know, the 90 Supra, we won't go into cars. But I'm <laughs> sure now like, they... this guy is now just listing all his dream cars. <laughs> well, the R34 is not really my dream car, to be honest. It's a car I like. I prefer the R32 because I think the. You see, Ed, you are lulling me into this car conversation. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about FM, FM radios. <laughs> so they, they, they. So um, I'm sure now they build them specifically for markets that they knew. But if they're second and obviously you need to get an expander. So we're checking out the prices in like 10 bucks for one. And in Zimbabwe, we guess it would be mm-hmm. 20, 25. So yep. at an FM modulator is about five bucks. 
like, I mean, yeah, flea market one or side of the road one, which you, you know, might, might work, might not yeah. work. But like do- 25 bucks, you can actually get like a smart FM, um, a smart FM modulator, like the one that has Bluetooth and also does, uh, USB flash sticks and whatnot, like fast charging for your smartphone as well. Mm-hmm. Like you'll get a properly solid, um, normal FM modulator for that price. So, hey, just so wonder so it doesn't how much make radio sense. do you want <laughs> for you it's, to pay that? <laughs> so it doesn't even make sense to get like a, 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 a FM frequency expander. We can just get an FM modulator for five bucks and just use it to listen to the music you actually have on your phone or on your device. Oh, yeah. And with streaming. So it's kind of... So it's actually one of those things where, where it, it kind of fed in. So how this conversation actually started, which probably might then turn into a podcast series of some sort, was um, the fact that imports are not really uh, given a lot of thought in terms of how they will affect the domestic market. So I'm pretty sure that the guys that are importing these vehicles, that are vetting these vehicles, they won't really, they have not really put that into thought that, hey, you know what? We're actually disturbing the, what should be the natural form of Zimbabwe's FM radio market by bringing in cars from a specific region. Because now it means that people are forced to just listen to a specific number of radio channels. You know, it's, Mm -hmm it's like a, a business decision that then affects something else entirely. And it's one of those things that got me curious as to what are the things out there are being affected by, you know, imports not being properly looked at. And mm. it goes everywhere. It goes to smartphones. It goes to, you know, other products that we are using locally that kind of have a negative impact on another industry that, might or might not be related. So, yeah, it's it just got us thinking, like, why? Why is that? What's going on? Yeah, it's kind of like these things be looked in closely. It's kind of like invasive species when people bring a species from abroad to try and solve a problem locally, and then they figure out that oh no, that thing cannot be eaten by anything locally, and then it explodes in population, or whatever. So it's kind of like the same thing. Mm. Jab cars are trying to solve the problem that locally produced cars. More expensive. I don't even think the local car market was still alive at that point. Uh, the local car assembly market was still alive at that point. Um, but mm. it came to solve a problem. And then, you know, this radio thing was probably talked about back then. And we just happened to bumble into it again yesterday. And there are other things that might not have, like, for example, uh, how we changed the, the, the car parts industry. Because I remember back yeah. in the day, you'd more likely see, like, parts for Mazdas and Nissan and whatnot. I know there's still Japanese cars, but with the skew that has happened, with the smaller, you know, the Honda Fits, the the Spacios, the whatnots, you're more likely going to see parts for those things. So it could have shifted the entire ecosystem to, you know, and then the parts market uh, as to which parts are, are, are stocked more. I'm, I'm guessing now it would probably be career suicide <laughs> if you're a parts owner, not to have <laughs> at least something for a Honda Fit, because if you don't... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's tricky. You have to have something for those vehicles because uh, they are the market. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm I'm curious to know like how they're gonna deal with this situation though, um, especially 
Um, I'm not too sure if they're releasing any new like licenses to radio operators, but if there, if the selection process involves you selecting a frequency from those that are allocated to you, yeah, I think it's, it's best to just go with, with the ones that are less than 90 <laughs> if yep. they are available. Yeah. That'll just, that'll just, you know, just give you a head start when it comes to, uh, getting an audience for your radio station. Uh, mm. from there, maybe you'll need to work hard to grow them, but hey, it's a, it's a shortcut. Very much so. And also th- think about it, like your radio license, like extra cars should pay half price. We only get like two stations. <laughs> so why are we paying two? Basically? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually a good argument, eh? Like, I'm not getting the full, you know, I'm not getting the full fat service that I should be getting yes. because of this vehicle. So why should I pay the full fee? Like, you know, you have, you have a fee for X jabs and a fee for local vehicles. Ah, but, but you didn't know just make locally assembled vehicles more expensive. Which, which they, which they're probably going to be anyway. So it's, you know, it is what it is. They can fight it all they like, but yeah. It, it, <laughs> You know, it is what it is. That's so, what it's going to be. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, we, we tried to keep the short before it dragged me into a car conversation and we start comparing cars. I'm pretty sure there will be, you know, an episode <laughs> where we talk about cars specifically, but today yeah, it's too early in the morning. It's never too early in the morning for cars. What am I saying? It's not the appropriate time. Never too early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably see you soon. Yes, uh, we'll hang out again real soon. Mm, thank you for listening. We'll see you again using that word soon. <laughs>